0: Welcome to the river. Tonight was night 13 out of our 14 day fast. As you watch these miracles that took place and everything that God did, believe that right where you are, you can receive the same thing that happened here tonight. If you haven't already left a comment, please do so as tonight was the last of our river services. Don't forget to be a blessing by sharing this video. God bless you.
1: Uh, Shalom, shalom. Uh, My name is Nancy and I'm here to testify the glory of God. He's done miracle signs and wonders and answered prayers. Um, uh, About a year ago, my daughter-in-law and my son separated and she got involved with some wrong things and uh, wrong people and got into a life of drugs and alcohol. And, uh, And then my grandchildren... Uh, two and five years old, were taken by Batshaw, by Children's Aid, to protect them. And then I came from London, Ontario, here to be surety for them. And uh, anyways, it's been, we through miracle signs and wonders, I'm telling you prayer, 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 because it's very difficult going through the courts to try and, and uh, be surety. But um, uh, a few weeks ago, actually July 1st, she's uh, out on her own, got my grandchildren back with her since eight <laughs> months, normally. <clears throat> Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hi, last week, <clears throat> I was thinking that um, I would love to receive some money too. Like how other people receive. And I said, Lord Jesus, at least $10. And uh, he was more gracious. And he gave me almost 300 <laughs> And Friday this happened wednesday and friday was the first time ever i never thought that was gonna happen uh in my cp we had our first worship time with the kids
2: well this has been a huge week for us on wednesday i got hired as a principal Thursday, I found out I got a twenty-four thousand dollar raise. Woo-hoo! And on Friday, we got a new vehicle. Your turn. And uh, we had just uh, so many prophetic words, uh, just rekindled in our in our hearts. Um, money that the either was. Uh, uh, you know, unexpected money, as well as uh, you know, small blessings like hundred dollars, as well as uh, you know, spiritual spiritual growth through the roof uh, for the whole family. And you know, one thing that really stuck with me is um, even the smallest blessings. Uh, you know, fasting. In the, in the natural, we look at weight loss. I lost fifteen pounds, and people go, "Oh!" But you know what? You know, God wants us to be healthy and strong. We need healthy and strong bodies, Amen. and that's part of the blessing of the fast too. Okay. But he forgot. There's two more. Many <laughs> more. His company is sending him to Sweden, sure, all inclusive. Wow. Oh, <laughs> and the Canada government forgave $1,500 on a loan that we didn't know about. Wow. So God has poured out his blessings onto us.
3: Come on, church. Woo. Hey. hey.
1: elle me dit moi aussi j'ai quelque chose qui m'attend j'ai béni le nom de Dieu parce que avec nos deux postes le salaire c'est double les avantages c'est tellement incroyable et puis vraiment c'est je bénis le Seigneur il va vous
3: dire
0: so when the man of god say in the in the sunday that something will happen on friday so i was praying asking for god for an intervention so during the week, I was saying, Lord, please do something for us. Then he told me, Don't worry, my son. Many things are, thing are happening in the background. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. And I also, at the same time, the Lord reminded me a prophecy that the, Lord, the man of God told me personally for me and my family. And he told me, Look, when you see your life and you see that prophecy that the man of God told you, just wait. And on the Friday... I saw my wife, she was so excited. I told her, there is something that you, have to, that you want to tell me, right? And she told me that I just be called for a new job. And I told her, you know what? It's not the end of the story. I have something to, for you too. Yeah. And I told her, I've been called for a position somewhere. And then they called me for, for that position. And I I, I forgot to mention something when I was saying that in French. I used to take the the, the adapted transportation. And the day of the interview, they took me from my home for the current job. And then the same driver came and and took me from my current job for the interview place. And when I back home, I I, I told God, it's weird. It, it, It never happened. But the Lord told me, you know what? I just want to tell you that. It's me. I took you from where you were to put you at that job. Now I'm bringing you to another one. And it happened. Amen. And when I, was preparing, when I was preparing the interview, I was preparing many stuff. I was confused in my head. I told, Lord, please, I don't want to waste my time with this interview. If this job is not for me, please take it away now. Even when I was waiting for that taxi to come and pick me for the interview place, I told, her, I told the Lord, please, Lord, it's still just a few minutes. If, if this job is not for me, please, 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 stop the process now. And then I went, I went to the interview, and they told me, you know what, we are seeing something else in you. Instead of that job, we're going to offer you this one. And the Lord hijacked all the process, and I got the job immediately. 20,000 increase promotion glory to God okay, so dad called people
2: up for healing and uh, I fell on my back and I have no more pain in my back and
4: uh and I got an unexpected pay which I said. a pay raise? yeah well no just like an unexpected okay. one so like an extra pay
3: extra pay is work come on
2: yes. hallelujah I want to glorify the Lord because He healed me, Amen. I, I, man, I have a, a big pain in my right knee, with, you know, the knee was cracking and dysfunctional, so um, this week, the Lord touched, and I'm healed now. Yeah. The knee is very,
3: yeah.
2: hallelujah. Thank you, Um, on Tuesday morning, I was going through Facebook and someone in Nick's family said uh, our grandson was missing. He had been missing for two or three days. We didn't know if he was dead or alive. And so we were at church on Tuesday night and I was praying and I said, Lord, whatever I came here to receive from myself, I um, forfeit it so that you can find our grandson. And I prayed all night during the service and everything. And um, I said, I lay him at your altar, Lord. And Pastor Shaiju even mentioned something about the altar. And I said, I know everything was going to be okay. So when we got home, I checked and nothing. And then Pastor Shaiju said, it's happening tonight. It's happening Tuesday. Remember, Tuesday. And Wednesday morning, we found out on Facebook through Nick's family that And all it said was, he was found. Glory to God.
3: Come on.
1: So last week, dad had prophesied that by last Friday, people would have financial breakthrough. So I would sow and expect and uh, contend every day. And then Friday came, nothing happened. And I said, okay, Lord, by next Friday, double portion. And and on Thursday, I got two bonuses at work.
2: I'll just make it quick. um, As for those of you who know me, sometimes I'm a fit of an avid toy collector. So I just happened to land on these two toys that... It was very priced very low, and I got an offer that I got tripled the amount last night for them. so yeah,.
4: So, I want to God.
1: so during this fasting and prayer, I was able to break some bondages. Uh, I have conversations with my mom that I was supposed to have since I was 13 years old and free myself of it. Uh, I missed two accidents last week, 15 minutes apart, with the kids in the car. And I got a call from the government on Friday stating that they're gonna release some money that they've been holding for me since
3: May. Come on, come on.
1: So I want to thank God for provision. I was thinking of getting some pants. Yeah, after winter, I thought, okay, I should get more pants. When I got to the office on Thursday, yes, Um, my colleague came to me and said, Gina, I have something for you. And she brought me a bag of um, pants. And I got my first thorn jeans.
3: (laughs) Come on.
5: When uh, my wife and I came from the hospital back with our little boy, Joel, we walked into the service in October of 2018, and um, as I walked by, Dad called me up, and he, we, he prayed for my baby and for our family, and I, no one else knows this except now you know. He gave me a prophetic word that he's gonna have a precise medical procedure. it's gonna fix everything. In May, Joel had a heart surgery, and it fixed everything, and on Sunday night, my wife was here, and Dad said, 24 hours There's grace for a miracle. She texted me. I laid hands on my baby. He was fighting with reflux. He would have to be up for 45 minutes after he drank milk. I laid hands on Joel, he was sleeping. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe. Since Sunday night, not one reflux in his body. Blessed be the name. I was looking for a job since I came back from California in May, and the only job that opened up was in retail, which I didn't mind working in for a bit, but I was looking for something like being a receptionist, and I needed within um, a full-time job daytime until around December. So there was a job offer that came to me. It was really good. They would pay really well, but the schedule made it that I would work during the evenings during the week, so I would miss Wednesday night, Friday night, so I felt really convicted, so I declined the job, and I just trusted the Lord. And because of my current job, I work till 9 p.m. on the evening, so I missed a service last week where Dad declared financial breakthrough by last Friday. However, last Friday, I got a call from a company Um, that I had applied for earlier I thought I didn't I wasn't going to get a job because I didn't get called back and she calls me Friday she's like can you come in for an interview on Monday and I'm like okay cool so I go on Monday and then she tells me like okay like can you start basically next week or the week after and it fills every need like daytime job full-time until around November so it's exactly what I wanted so God is good
1: Um, Hi, everybody. I am Gael. Uh, I am officially a member of this church and a daughter. Um, um, I've been looking for a part-time job. I'm already currently employed, but I was looking for an additional job for um, extra funds. And I got a call that I did get the job, but one of the conditions were to work on Sundays. And I said, you can forget my candidate. I do not want to be employed by you anymore. Um, So I want to let you guys know that God is... He's worth it. The money will come. There is another way, another means that he will find it. It doesn't have to be from this world. It will come from God. Um, I've never been touched by pastor in this house, but every time that he speaks, I feel like he's breathing life into me. Um, Come on. The reason... The reason that I say that is because um, ever since, the first time that I had my menstrual in my life, I was 11 years old, and then the next time after that, I was 13. I've never actually confided that with a doctor because I'm very rebellious in the real world. And I know that if you tell me that I am sick, it will eat me down, I will be depressed, and it will have a toll on my life. So I've never really shared it except with my family. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I believe it was on Sunday. Pastor, did, Pastor said, he does not know what led to him for us to have communion. But the minute that I had the bread and I had the wine, um, he said, may your body be healed. I said, Lord, whatever, I had pain, sorry, on Friday night I had pain. I did not know where the pain came from. Um, and as soon as I came in on Sunday and I had the communion, and he said, let your body be healed. Um, I said, Lord, wherever this pain is coming from, I want you to heal it, but whatever the purpose of it, Lord Father, I want you to declare it to me. And when I went home Sunday, I had my period. So I want to thank
4: Come on, clap your hands, everybody. your neighbor. Somebody dance before the Lord. He's so good, he's so good, he's so good to us. Somebody that has gratitude jump before the Lord. Dance before
3: now. Let it burn, let it burn, let it burn now. Let it
4: burn. Hold on. Are you dancing to Jesus? Are you dancing to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Who has been so good to this church? Who has been so good to those who have been watching online? I think you need to do better than this. Oh, we have to show gratitude. Look at your neighbor and say, is this how you show your gratitude to the Lord? Look at them and say, we can do better than this. Come on. celebrate now. There is none like our God. As you go back to your seats, begin to declare, There is none like our God. There is none like our God. Hallelujah. Thank you worship team. Give the worship team the best. God bless you for this week. it on your face how happy are you can you smile a little more look at your neighbor and say smile Jesus loves you come on wait for them to smile at you if they didn't smile it's because you're not smiling if you smile long enough they will smile back we want to take this time to welcome our online viewers that have been faithfully following us Yes. May the Lord reward you wherever you are watching. Wherever you are watching, you have been part of it. On the inside, you have not just watched, you have been carried by the river with us. Amen. But for what he has deposited one more time For us tonight, yes, yes, I, I was. I was thinking, tonight, we will make it quick (laughs) because tomorrow morning is Sunday. Sunday is the day of the Lord. So is every day, but Sunday is set apart. So, I thought tonight I can take time to just lay hands on everybody and release you early I thought I'll bring a small encouragement and yes. Then I'll leave you, but… Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was sitting with the prophet this afternoon. We were having a conversation. All of a sudden, God opened my eyes. Again, to see what I should preach. All of a sudden I couldn't hear what he was talking because my spirit was elsewhere. So I told him, wait, I'm seeing tonight's sermon. So I saw and heard what God wants to speak for you tonight. For those who are just who are here from last night, you know what I mean. God literally took me into the Old Testament to this story that I have never considered before to preach. Of course I have heard my spiritual father preach but I have never considered that as a topic for myself and any time it is a topic that my father has touched I am I touch that chapter with more reverence it's just me do small things like this the Lord began to open my eyes to see new things And I thank God for the grace that has caused me to be able to have access to that. And so if you are not tired opening up your spirits for the last… all these days if you are not tired eating meat, one more time I need you to give your full attention. Because I have come to you loaded from the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> physically, I am a little. I have. I told Pastor Steve, I said, I have. This fasting, I have given thousand percent, not hundred thousand. And so, physically, Everything, every muscle and bone in my body says, vacation, vacation. (laughs) But for me, I don't know what is the meaning of vacation, so this is my vacation. This is standing and serving the Lord is my vacation. If you can send me to a vacation where I can preach, that will be my vacation. I was very overwhelmed hearing your testimonies. I was so overwhelmed that I said, I can't sit and hear these testimonies. I need to lay myself down before the Lord. So I did that. I fell flat on my face and I said, God, how can we take you for granted? I've surely visited our church. physical breakthrough, but you will be very ignorant to walk from here thinking that you didn't get a physical breakthrough, very ignorant, you are going to walk from here as a changed person. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank Jesus. Samuel chapter 10, we are going to start from verse 1 to verse 12, 1st Samuel chapter 10, verse 1 to verse 12, would you please stand up for the reading of the word? the Holy Scriptures. The word that has been leading us. Did you hear me? I said, the word has been leading us. One more time, allow the word of the Lord to come to you. You have seen what it is capable of. I said, you have seen what it is capable of. No, I said, you have seen the pure power of the word. And one more time, it's coming to you. Let this word that comes to you tonight overshadow what has come to you the last twelve days. Let this word release an accelerated
3: breakthrough.
4: All those watching at home, watch prayerfully. If I might even as be bold to even suggest, change your house clothes and get into something serious to hear this word. Because something is going to be transferred by the grace of God even through this video. The attention that you give God is the attention he will give you. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 1 to verse 12. I want you to read it as loud as possible. One, two, three, go. Then Samuel took a flask of These signs meet you. Do what your hand finds you. For God is with you. and go down before me to your house. And behold, For scriptures. Please be seated. I know that various people have paid a price to be here. Some have traveled over an hour to be here. Some have traveled all the way from Quebec to be here. That's a few hours. Some of them have caught a flight to be here. this word is going to send you transformed Yes, the grace of God is same even online, but the price you pay is different. So may the Lord see that you have paid a price to be here. And may the Lord reward you. took a flask of oil and he began to anoint Saul as king. But it was not something that God liked. It was not something that God intended for the people of Israel. In fact, God said, You have rejected me by desiring for somebody to rule over you. The anointing that came on David is different from the anointing that came on Saul. The first anointing that was released on king Saul God said this man is a king for the people. The people asked that they wanted a king. The second time the anointing came on a king God said this time it is not for the people. He said anoint me a king. So when King Saul was anointed for the people, King David was anointed for the Lord. So you can be a king to the people, by the people, for the people, from the people, or you can be a king by God, to God, from God. Such is even any titles in the kingdom. There are prophets that are prophets sent for the people. Their focus is different. But then there are prophets that are friends of God. There are pastors elected, appointed, chosen by the people and there are pastors that are sent by God in every area you will see this difference that there is an anointing for the people and there is an anointing completely detached where God says you are not for the people you are made for my pleasure And I might lend you for the people. I might use you for the blessing of the people. But you're not appointed for them. You're appointed as my pleasure. There are churches all around the world that exist to serve the needs of the people. And there are churches that exist not for the people, by the people and from the people. There are churches that exist for the pleasure of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There they don't change the music to accommodate you. They don't control the volume to your comforts. There they don't preach for itching ears. There they don't change things to make majority happy. There they do things to prepare the bride for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And it is there they also empower the people that while they are on earth Preparing for the return of Jesus that they live having victory every single day. So you have to ask yourself the anointing that is on you what is it for? Is it for the pleasure of people or do you serve at the pleasure of your king? Let us be a church that gathers for the pleasure of the King. In the same way, there are miracles that God releases for the joy of the people it is never bad. Some things God does to make us laugh again. Some blessings God will release to make you forget the pain of your past. But there is also another kind of miracles. That's got everything to do with him and his glory and his renown. So I am overwhelmed by the number of breakthroughs that you have received. But there is a breakthrough that comes for you and your family and your children. But there is also a breakthrough that comes for you, but it is essentially for the kingdom. So may you get a breakthrough that is for the kingdom. May your money finance crusades. Yes! May your money build churches. Yes! May your finances empty hell and fill heaven. Yes! God looks at Saul and he says, I'm going to anoint you king. But don't forget that I am anointing you as a king so that you might help my people from their enemies. (laughs) If there is an anointing God is releasing on you tonight, it's raining on the outside, I believe. God is not just anointing you for you. He's anointing you so that you can save his people from the hands of the enemy that comes to steal, kill and destroy. Saul, don't forget the anointing that is coming on you is not just for you. It is for you to save your wife your children and your children's children and your family and your neighborhood and the people around you and the people living in the city the anointing that is coming on you is to save them from the enemy's work. The anointing coming on you is to set the captives free. Tall. God has no interest in anointing you because you are tall. God has no interest in anointing you because you are good looking. God has no interest in anointing you because you prayed for three hours. In fact, if there is a reason why God is anointing you, it is so that you might break the yoke of the enemy in this generation. The reason why God has not able to anoint too many people in our generation is because all they can think of is themselves. But if you can have an insight to see the anointing that comes on me, the breakthrough that comes on me, the blessings that comes on me is not for me. It's to save people around me from the clutches of the enemy that is on their life, then you will begin to be qualified for an anointing that you would have otherwise never received. So tonight, I want you to change your perspective and say the reason why the Father God will anoint me is not for me, The reason why God will anoint me is if I can begin to feel the pain of the people around me, if I can begin to feel the pain of the people in slavery, if I can begin to feel the pain of my generation, then that itself will qualify me to receive an anointing that will break the yoke of the people that surrounds me. What I am saying is something that will release an anointing on you tonight. I promised that I would lay hands on everybody tonight. I promised and I have to keep my promise. But that does not mean that you will receive an anointing i was talking to mama tini who is almost crying that because of the baby she's not been able to come is a just born baby so we'll give her some more time but she sends her love to you yes. let her know that we miss her Yes. Thank you. And we were discussing, every evening we discuss about what God is about to do and she tells me what she sees and I tell her what she see, what I see. And she told me, she said, not everybody that you lay hands on will receive an anointing. I said, how did you know that? <laughs> because I, I saw that this word has to get rooted into your spirit before I lay hands on you. Because you see, I told you the anointing that came on David was different from the anointing that came on Saul for a reason. Before Samuel could anoint Saul, he said, listen, I cannot simply lay hands on you. You need to do a bunch of things before I can anoint you. There is a process that you will have to go through before the Spirit of God can come upon you. But at the same time, when David The shepherd boy walked into the presence of Samuel. Samuel had no instructions whatsoever for him. He just lifted up the oil and anointed him straight away. But that was not the case for the brothers of David. Because some time ago when the brothers of David came, Samuel looked into their spirit and said, You guys are not ready. He did not say it with words, but he said, you need to sanctify yourself before I can anoint. So he called the sons of uh, Jesse and said, get these guys all sanctified. So they had to go through a process of sanctification before they could come to the presence of God to receive an anointing. But this David, he comes from the forest. He's smelling like sheep. But as soon as that David entered into the scenario, environment of the prophet, the anointing in the prophet began to vibrate. And he got up with a voice in his spirit said, Rise up and anoint this young man. So you have to ask yourself, Saul had to go through a process. His brothers had to go through a process. But David enters into an environment ready to receive an anointing. People of God, God is still in the business of anointing individuals. Empowering them for certain assignments. To do things what has been very difficult for many, many, many generations. Do you follow me? But before that comes, you have to ask yourself, have I been living my life in preparation for this moment? Or when the moment comes, am I preparing then to receive something? Or do I live my lifestyle in preparation for that anointing? When the anointing finds you, will the anointing find you prepared or will that anointing catch you unprepared for what God wants to release on your life? Samuel said, you are the guy. But my brother, you are far from ready and for that, there are certain things you have to go through before you can be qualified for this special grace. A special grace is about to come to somebody tonight. You don't get it, that was not just a statement, that was a prophecy. And today I will take time to pray for people that is watching online and I'm telling you a special grace is coming to somebody that understands what God is speaking through this word. So somebody stay in prayer and say, Lord, don't let me miss the anointing that you want to release into my spirit. One more time. So verse 2. He says, when you depart from me today, he is giving him a bunch of signs that he has to go, go through before the spirit can come upon him. So we're going to study those signs. Number one, is it the first sign that needs to happen before the spirit can be released over you? Is it you will meet two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin at Zelzah and they will say to you the donkeys that you went to seek are found found, and now your father has ceased to care about donkeys and is anxious about you saying, what shall I do about my son? Sign number one that needs to be dealt with before the anointing can come upon you he says you have to go to the Rachel's tomb and when you are in the territory of Benjamin how many of you know when prophets speak there is no coincidence It's not random statements. He's fulfilling things in Saul's life so that he can be accelerated into his calling. These are things he had to be done long ago, but now when a prophet comes, he helps you to be accelerated into your destiny. Certain mistakes that you had to correct 10 years ago, 20 years ago, but you come in contact with somebody that knows how to hear God, Things that you take 30 years to be corrected shall be corrected within two weeks. So he's helping him. He said, the first signpost that I need you to face is that you need to go to Rachel's tomb. You have to find that location. You have to find Rachel's tomb because there is a cry that is coming from the Rachel's tomb. Can I talk to you a little while about the Rachel's tomb? Rachel, Rachel, the wife of the man of God, Jacob. There is a cry in her heart. I want you to read a verse, please. Put your Bibles to Genesis 35. Then, verse 16, then they journeyed from Bethel When they were still some distance From Ephrath, Ephrath Rachel Went into labor And she had hard Labor And when her labor was at its hardest The midwife said to her Do not fear for you have Another son And as the soul was departing For she was dying She called his name Benoni which means the son of sorrow but his father called him Benjamin which means the son of my right hand. (laughs) So Rachel died there and she was buried. So the prophet comes to him and says you have to go to Rachel's tomb, the mother of Jacob. Are we on the same page? Let me show you something that is going to change how God sees pain. I want you to pay attention to see how God sees pain. When Rachel died, she died with a lot of sorrow in her heart. Rachel's tomb is symbolic for a cry of a mother who is anxious about her son he said when you get there something else will happen now your father is no more anxious about the donkeys that he lost he is now anxious about his son so God is saying before I can release that anointing there are journeys that I want you to take there is a tomb that you will visit where the spirit of an anxious woman who was crying out for her son. And when you get to that place where the tomb is, you will have another experience. Your people that are sent by your father who is anxious about you, you will meet them. But before you can go on and receive the anointing that God wants to release, you have to put that anxiety of your father to rest. With your father being anxious about you, with your mother being anxious about you, you cannot go on and receive the anointing on your life. You have to bring rest to their soul. They need to know You are not lost. And you are a son of honor. They need to know that they can depend on you. They need to know that you are not going to cause pain. You are a peacemaker. In the rush to be anointed, in the rush, to be seen in the rush to have a platform. Many sons and daughters around the world have hurt their spiritual parents, have brought dishonor to churches, caused divisions and splits in the body of Christ. All the while, The parents are crying. What has happened of my son? What has happened of my daughter? Absalom declared war against his own father. Even when the army of Israel was going out to fight Absalom, King David called his commander and said make sure that nothing happens to the life of Absalom even when Absalom wanted to kill David he was a man trying to save his son who was intending to hit, hurt him that is a cry of a father that is a cry of a mother They're worried, will my sons be lost? They're worried, will my daughters be lost? Before God can anoint you, no matter how much God lifts you up, tonight, if you're hearing this word, make up your mind. I will not be a pain in the kingdom of God. I will be a blessing in the kingdom of God. I will put to rest the anxiety of my father of his fear that I might be lost and that is why Jesus prayed to the father and he said father I have lost nobody that was given to me except the son of destruction Even Jesus his heart was beating looking that making sure that his children will not be lost. Even after three times Peter denying him Jesus would go to where he was and ask Peter Do you love me? And asked in the second time, Do you love me? Asked in the third time, Do you love me? Because I'm going to anoint you to feed the sheep. I'm going to anoint you to take care of my church. I'm, I'm one minute away from appointing you to take care of my sheep, but first, there's something that is bothering my heart. Do you love me? And and notice the question he said. Not just do you love me. Do you love me more than? it's not about going up. It's about going up with honor. It's not just about going far. It is about going far with the grace and joy of the fathers and mothers that God has used to lift you up. all before I can anoint you put your father's anxiety to rest do you hear God's heart tonight may you be a rooted believer in this house if that's your heart clap your hands and say yes Lord be a blessing to those God has appointed over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. May your mother never have to worry about you. May you be the son and daughter of joy. I'm going to say this again. Not only will you be a son and daughter of honor, but you will be a son and daughter of joy. Let God do so according to your heart. Please, take your seats. He said, then you shall go further. <laughs> you can't go further without doing this first. First, make up your mind. Don't be double-minded. Make up your mind. And then you shall go further. And when you go further, hey, you will come to the oak of Tabor. Mm. Three men going up to God at Bethel will meet you there. One carrying three young goats. Another carrying three loaves of bread. Another carrying a skin of wine. they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread. Are you all still with me? Are you sure? Tonight is not for everybody. Tonight is not for everybody. But I believe God will give you the intelligence and the spirit to understand what the spirit is saying. God says there is a second location I need you to go through. A second sign. I need to go through Oak of Tabor. I know you're, you, you we talked about Isaac and Rebekah. But they had a father named Abraham. And he had an encounter at the Oak of Mamre. The oak in the Bible represents righteousness. I told you there is no accidents and coincidence. Pay attention. We are going somewhere tonight. Yes. There is no accidents. When a prophet tells you, go near this oak. He's not saying sycamore tree. And there is a reason for it. Because God is saying, there are things that you were supposed to do that you missed. That you need to correct. Before I can release an anointing on your life, he said, You have to go through a place where you will meet three men. Remember, Abraham met three men yes. that came to him. Yes. Remember, when Abraham met Malkisadek, yes. the Bible says that he took bread and wine from Malkisadek. They had the first communion recorded in the Bible. And he saying, Saul, before I can release an anointing that is unique in this generation, I need you to go through some certain experience that your fathers have gone through. But you have not done what you're supposed to do. So I'm going to use three people as your proxy. And they will do some things that you were supposed to do but you need to have contact with them. You need to meet with them. They're going to do things. The first thing they're going to do is that they're going to Bethel. In fact, before you can receive this anointing, the first thing you had to do was go to Bethel. But instead, now, it is time for you to be anointed. So I'm going to give you an experience through these men and they are going to Bethel. And the number one thing that they are carrying is the first man is carrying three goats. Now some time ago I told you Rebecca sacrificed two before Jacob can receive an anointing from his father. Two tender goats. He said, but this man is carrying three tender goats that he is carrying to Bethel to sacrifice. He said, there is a price you need to pay for the anointing. You have it, but I am giving you an encounter with a proxy. Because Saul didn't know who he was. Saul didn't have understanding of who he was. And here, an encounter that he had with prophet, the prophet is correcting his mistakes. These things, if you would have done, you would have reached your destiny. But since you did, now that you come to me, I'm preparing you for that anointing. You will see that in the detail because the second man carried three loaves. He said, But you don't deserve the three, so you're going to get the two loaves. When Abraham met Melchizedek, he had both bread and wine from. He said, but this time you're not ready for the wine. You're ready for the bread. So he even though he's carrying the wine, you're not going to get the wine. But you will get the bread. You're not yet ready for the wine. The Bible, the bread represents the Word of God, and the wine represents the Spirit, the joy. Of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. So he's saying, be, You're not yet ready for the Spirit, but start with the Word. You have to go through this process, and then at the end, you will also have wine. You will also have the outpouring of the Spirit. Yes. Do you remember this New Testament says, Be not drunk with wine, but be? Yeah. It is a metaphor. So if you look, he's saying, you're not ready for wine yet. But I'm taking you through the steps. He said, after that, you will go down near the garrison of Philistines. The stronghold of Philistines. Before God can anoint you, you have to go through certain strongholds. Certain strongholds. You have to get used to facing strongholds. Many people want the anointing, but they are not ready to face the strongholds. In fact, many people fool themselves by thinking that I need the anointing. But what they don't know is the anointing also brings persecution. Anointing will bring attacks. Anointing will bring stones against you. Your friends will turn against you. Your family will start fighting you. Your own people will rise up against you. Anointing is dangerous. For those who are not ready for strongholds, you are not ready for the anointing. If you are looking for a life without problems, don't see God for the anointing. Because your anointing is a threat to the enemy. Your anointing is what? When the anointing comes, this anointing is going to break the yoke of the enemy. And you are going to be used by God to save your people. But if you are a man and a woman that gets intimidated by every attack of the enemy, if you are somebody that loses sleep over the smallest problems that come at you. If you are somebody that will be hassled by the smallest issues that the enemy can throw at you, where you start doubting and asking, does God love me? Am I saved? (laughs) Then you are not ready for the anointing. He said, before you get to the place of anointing, get used to seeing the strongholds of Philistines. Get used to it. Look at your neighbor and say, get used to problems. You see, they didn't want to say it, eh? If I told you to tell them that, get ready for a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars, they would have said it even louder. Look at your neighbor and say, increase your capacity to face the enemy. Can you tell them that, please? increase your capacity to face the strongholds of the enemy. Fourteen days are over and you are ready to go home and you are thinking whoo (laughs) demons that have been silent for fourteen days will lift their head after this fourteen days. Demons that were quiet. They were watching what is happening. They were watching. But the Bible says when the 40 days came to an end. Satan came to tempt him. In fact wild animals and beasts came to Jesus. When the end of fasting came. Satan came to him. Your fasting is releasing an anointing. And it is also triggering demonic spirits. Don't be shocked. Just know if you trigger it, you're anointed to defeat it. Tell that to your neighbor. If you're triggering it, it is because you're anointed to take it down. You see, some demons will not even... <laughs> turn and look at some people. Some demons will just ignore some believers. Like, ah, she's not a threat. So if you walk into a territory and if the enemy is not threatened by you, he'll just sit there and yawn. But if you walk into a cave, And the demons there jumps up and they are on four legs. And they are like ready to attack you. It was because they are afraid. That you are about to attack it. And they want to attack you before you have a chance to attack it. I tell you as a prophecy. There are some spirits that have been fighting your families for a long time. That will be very threatened by you after this fast. Some spirits that even ignored you in the past will raise his head against you in an unprecedented way. But be known that the enemy has made a mistake. Hallelujah. If they wanted to attack you, it should have been 14 days ago. But tonight it is a little too late. I say it is too late because your mind has been renewed, your heart has been strengthened, and tonight a fresh anointing of the Lord is coming upon you. If you were already a threat to the enemy last week. Get ready. This week you are about to flog and break some works of the enemy in an unprecedented way. Shout an amen if you believe that. High five three people and said no turning back. Tell somebody no fear. Look at somebody and say, this anointing shall not be intimidated. Oh, look at somebody else and say, you are a different person already. If you believe it, clap your hands and celebrate that word. He said when you reach the place of stronghold of the enemy you will notice something. (laughs) When you get to that place where the Philistines are you will notice that there is a bunch of prophets. Yeah. Yeah that have been refused to be intimidated by the strongholds of the enemy. How many of you know there is a bunch of prophets in Montreal? How many of you know there is a bunch of prophetess in Montreal? That has refused to be intimidated by the spirit of Jezebel the spirit of Ahab that looks to threaten the work of
3: God and they're saying I'm coming for you sit up
4: and if you look at them they're not carrying swords they have different weapons see if you look at people What they carry, you will know what they carry inside. With the way they are on the outside, you can see what is on the inside. Because when you see these people, when they are surrounded by their enemies, you will find these prophets, they are dancing before the Lord. They are singing before the Lord. They are worshipping before the Lord. The Holy Spirit told me, The grace that I am releasing over your church will be defined by the way my people will learn to worship me. I'm telling you, demons will come. They will never give up. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Attacks will come. Don't forget, don't forget. But let your singing be louder. Let your clapping be louder. Let your worship be loved. Let your praise drown the lies of the enemy. Those that know their enemy will flee, but those that know their God will do exploits. Yeah. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Know your God and you will worship in the midst of strongholds. As you, as we conclude this fast with tomorrow morning, after the service, you can break your fast. I want you to know, going forward, occasionally you will still feel the Philistines come against you. You will. God has been very gracious to us these 14 days and blessed us with so many testimonies so many miracles but the anointing does not guarantee you the lack of fire or the lack of waves in fact the anointing attracts persecution yeah, 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 yeah. it's coming but when they come remember he that is in you you don't need another 14-day fast. You didn't hear me. I said, you don't need another 14-day fast. Please don't start texting us saying, oh, pastor, pray for us. Oh, after all this, you still want us to pray. You just need to open your diary and read the words of the Lord. You know, the best testimonies of which I heard in the last two weeks are the ones where people remembered the word of the Lord and they were when they testified they said the man of God said this on so and so day so I went back and I did this because of a word ah that's those are my favorite testimonies where somebody can put God to remembrance. He said, God, I just want you to remember what you said last year. I just want you to remember what you said December 31st. I just want you to remember that you said that this year is a year of expansion and you shall not forget me and my house. I liked it how somebody said, Friday came and nothing came to me. Everybody else is getting breakthrough, but nothing came to me. So I said, okay, God, fine that I miss this Friday, but next Friday I need double. Look at somebody else say, refuse to be intimidated. come on tell, tell somebody else again tell somebody and create somebody right now somebody begin to pray in the spirit lift your voice lift your voice strongholds will come but take your harp take your lyre take your flute somebody take your tambourine and begin to worship the Lord. Irrespective of the strongholds, don't forget the anointing that is on you. They that know the Lord will do exploits in the name of Jesus. I'm about to decree something. I said I'm about to decree something. The next six months is going to be months of exploits in the name of Jesus. I assign you to do things that you've never done by the grace of the Lord Jesus. I assign some of my
3: sons and daughters to go into the enemy's camp and plunder your enemies bring forth some testimonies!
4: If this word is for you, take 30 seconds and dance and worship the Lord in this house. Come on. raka ba ba bo!
3: Yay! Yes! 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 Ask three people around you, are you with me? Are you with
4: me? Yeah. Monday is coming, time to slap the enemy. Yeah. Tuesday is coming, time to slap the enemy. Yeah. Wednesday is coming, time to slap the enemy. Yeah. Refuse to be intimidated. Kebada yeah. <laughs> raga. Go ahead, clap your hands and worship Jesus. Somebody shout, Lord, I receive. Before the six months is over, I hear bells of celebration. I hear celebration and good news in the name of Jesus. The Lord says it has only begun, it has only begun, it has only begun. The beginning is so good. (laughs) Listen, now for people that have short-term memory, let me remind you. March, I told you, get ready. Next few months, God is shifting things, shifting things. Some of you didn't really believe it. Now I'm telling you, this is just the beginning. What God has done in these two weeks is going to become normal every day, every week. Somebody shout expansion. Hey. So some of you that have been contending and you're thinking, oh, 14 days is over. 14 days. Some people are are are, are anxious. 14 days is over. What are you talking about? Right. This is just introduction. The God of this 14 days is coming with you. The God of this house is coming with you. Look at at two more people and prophesy to them, refuse to be intimidated. Tell them, pick up your lyre. Pick up your flute. Pick up your tambourine. Listen, you guys don't have tambourine, tambourine. I thought, go, 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 pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Somebody needs to worship the Lord for thirty seconds in this house. Come on, clap, dance, do something. I want to see some movements. Do something. Do something.
3: Break! Hey, let the stronghold shake. run to the law
4: Get neighbor and say, Get used to my singing. Get used to my dancing. This is just the beginning. You're coming back with a testimony in Jesus' name. Just three people and say, You're coming back with more testimonies. What flag are you? I can't hear you. Colombia, come let me pray for that flag in the name of Jesus. I saw somebody else bring another flag. Bring it to me. every service represent your country. Oh, I raise a hallelujah. Father, let there be a revival in Colombia.
3: And use
4: your daughter. there's a grace coming upon her and uh, is, is this is this your mama right when was she last gone to her country when did she last go anytime close anytime near long Five years, ago. 5 years ago lord i'm praying i hear the holy spirit tell me that god is going to send her back as a prophet. (laughs) A prophetic grace is coming upon Mama and she will no more be hidden. She's going to be sent back and I'm seeing people will respect her. And, And I i release, I know, I know she's one of the daughters of this house. So I release a grace, Lord, on my daughter tonight to carry this revival anointing on our church. Yeah. And let us have a revived Columbia in Jesus' name. I like that faith. She brought her flag. She said, I know God is in this house. I want it to touch my country. That's, that's the way to do it. That's the way to move God. And that's why there is an anointing that is falling on her tonight. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. It's going to be a unique trip, get ready. She's going to, in fact, she's going to go back as a changed woman. This night, God is changing her. You know, I need you to do me a favor. Tonight, what I want to do is deposit this word into your spirit. tomorrow morning, we will lay hands on you. That's what I want to do. Because I don't want to rush. Uh, The last few times, I tried to rush the word so I can accommodate you. And my boss was very unhappy. So, I don't want to do that anymore in this church. We are done rushing. Yeah. Yeah. If you like... uh, 45 minute church you have to find a 45 minute church and no offense God bless your sweet soul (laughs) but if you're going to be here it is because you're sold out for Jesus you won't believe how I got this word tonight you won't believe because if I tell you, you you won't believe so I won't even bother trying to tell you I saw it happen I saw it happen it's never happened to me before. you got to understand, I was coming to just conclude this with a prayer and an exhortation and to tell you guys, please pray for my body. But the Holy Spirit was like, no, I'm not done with my people. <laughs> 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 a word like this will change you for life. My God, I don't know if you can see what is already doing into your spirit. If you're receiving it, let me hear an amen. And he said, in the midst of that garrison, you will see a group of people worshipping the Lord. When you come in contact with this group, the first group is from your family. They want to make sure you're okay. You have to make sure that their anxiety is removed. You have to make sure they have confidence in you before they can release a grace on your life. The second group is something that you were supposed to do. You are supposed to build altars. You were supposed to do certain things, certain things with God. Those three people are representing the God side. Now, the third group of people that will come to you these are your company that you need to be with. The company that you keep will decide the level of breakthroughs that you get, God. God is unable to even deal with some people because you are so bothered about maintaining status quo with your certain friends that you are not even able to sacrifice some things based on principle. And yet you want God's blessings. But you refuse to let go of certain companies. Saul, I'm about to shift you. But in order for you to be shifted, you've got to let go of certain companies. And get into another company of prophets. Some people are saying, let the anointing come. Let the anointing come. But they have not left their old position. They have not left their old company. They have not left their old fellowship. And they're trying to adulterate this anointing. They want that. And they want this. They want to make everybody happy. Some people all they care is about being popular. I don't. I just want few people in my life. And I know I'll go further. You have to come to a place in life where you know that I can't please everyone. When you come to the place where you don't care about people's opinion, you are ready for an anointing. I was praying for somebody and the Lord said, he's not ready for this anointing. I said, why Lord? He said, there are so many things that he's maintaining, he's maintaining, he's maintaining. So you have to leave him there until he finds that his company is the reason why the anointing has not shifted in his life. Leave him there. Leave him there until he decides, I'm willing to change my company. The company that I want is the prophetic company a company that I want is a group of people that is able to see a group of people that is able to hear yes. not just the written word of God but the spoken yes. oh, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. the now word yes. you have to be willing to sacrifice some companies and embrace a new company in order for that grace of God to flow he's saying I cannot take you into the spirit I cannot get you into the wine until the word is in you when the word is in you the word will then shift the company around you beware of the persons that hear the word but does not change the company that is the Judas he hears the word but he's not hearing to change He's hearing to find the loopholes in the word. He's hearing to find what is wrong in the word. That's the Judas spirit. Because there are words. Two loaves that Saul received. Accelerated him to his next point. Where he was going to encounter a group of prophets. The word must lead you into a different company. If the word of God is not changing your company, the company will change you. <laughs> <laughs> ay, 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 ay. After 14 days, beware of whom you hang out with. After 14 days, beware of who is your friends on social media. Some people you need to block, some people you need to delete out of your life. Some people you need to say goodbye. Yes. Some people you need to say, you are not supposed to be my life. Yes. I like you. You are a great person. But well, right now I'm in a season where a new anointing is coming on. Mali. In order for me to host that anointing. I'm even seeing some pastors that are watching me. You have been contending for an anointing and you're, you're saying, God, why am I not able to switch into that anointing? Why am I not able to go? Why? You are just fed up of the ministry that you're doing. It is also God, connected to with a company. If you're ready to let go of some things, God will bring you to the next stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they may all be pastors, but not all pastors are supposed to be your friends talking to somebody listening to me right now. They may be all believers but not all believers are you are supposed to hang out with. Because you can even be unequally yoked with a believer. Because there are believers that are unbelievers. The word has to transform you to the place where you are willing to let go of some companies. What are you willing to let go of will determine what you are about to receive. When Elisha was supposed to receive the anointing, he said, Wait a minute, when this mantle comes on me, I cannot have my father's oxen, I cannot have the yoke, I cannot have all these things that will keep calling me back to this old career, this old farming. He said, So before I enter into this grace that is coming upon me, I need to sacrifice this ox. Because as long as this ox is alive, I will be tempted back to go back to farming. So I'm going to kill this ox. And I'm going to burn the yoke so that I have no option to go back. You see, Peter, the first thing he should have done when followed Jesus is burn those nets. Because when he betrayed Jesus, he would have never had an option to go back to those nets. He said, I'm going back to fishing, bro. This is not working for me. Whatever you don't burn, from your life. One day when you're having a low, you'll be tempted to go back to those. Get some companies out of your way. Oh, but, 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 no, break that SIM card. I said, break that SIM card. Some people get off internet, do whatever it is needed to protect your spirit. What are you willing to sacrifice to receive this fresh anointing that is going to come upon you? You see, that's the difference between David and Saul. Saul had to sacrifice. A lot of things move from place. Saul, Samuel is like, bro, I cannot just release an anointing until you fix all these things. But David, ah, he was in the forest. He has no friends. His family doesn't want him. He's a reject. God's like, perfect. You are qualified. Come, let me anoint you. (laughs) <laughs> he said but this guy but this guy he has too many things that we need to fix before I can release an anointing but David you're ready bro come come, because in the forest the only friends he has is sheeps <laughs> and the, he is a loner God is like perfect perfect so I don't have to tell you to change company because he has no company watch the prophets in the world throughout the scriptures as they start walking close to God they come to a place where there are not too many people on that path it's not because it is lonely up there it is because there are not too many people that understands your journey that is willing to sacrifice that you are willing to sacrifice to be there may God give you the grace to get to the top And don't forget, even up there, there's a bunch of prophets that God has set apart that you will have company with. And the Bible says, the Spirit of God came upon him and he began to prophesy. And I like that. And the Bible says, verse 12, a man of that place and said, and he's asking a question. And who is their father? Because they were wise people. I had to give credit to my father for pointing this out. It's not mine, I can't steal that and tell you. It's just, he pointed this out. And he said, interesting. When they saw Saul prophesying, he said, who is their father? Because we are the bunch of prophets, we know who is our father. But I see this guy, this new kid on the block prophesying, who is his father? Because prophets, they knew how things work. Under whose grace that you submit under, that grace will begin to be manifest through you. He said, so find me his father, because I see Saul prophesying and he's never been among us. Because we know who our spiritual father is. But who's his father? Who is his father? Because if we can see a carpenter, you can see his son will be a carpenter. If you see a prophet, you will see his son will be a prophet. That's why they said, who is his father? Because a carpenter's son is a carpenter. How is he prophesying? Who is his father? His father was not a prophet. But he met a prophet. They gave him instructions that transformed his life. Tonight, somebody is going to ask you, which church do you go to? Hmm. May you never be ashamed of the grace that is keeping you. He said, after all these signs are done, Samuel said, come and meet me. And he said, I'm not going to make it easy for you. I want you to wait seven days for me in Gilgal. Then I'll come and see you. Now, just because you're anointed doesn't mean that you have access to me. Hmm. He said, learn to wait on the one that has released his grace on your life. And that was Saul's fall. Because he didn't want to wait on the prophet. When a grace is released on your life to some, somebody that God uses on your life, learn to wait on it as long as it takes. But Saul's weakness was he didn't want to wait. He wanted everything quickly. He wanted access. If he didn't get access, he would do what he wanted to do. He even went to, decided to do Samuel's job. That's when God came to him and said, Now I'm going to tear the kingdom out from his hands. Because he just can't wait on the one that released the anointing on his life. So get ready. Wait till tomorrow. (laughs) He waited seven days. Can you wait 12 hours? Tomorrow morning, I'm going to see God there will be a fresh grace of God that will be released on your life. It will bring conclusion of 14 days. Hallelujah. Stand up to your feet, please. Hallelujah. Are you blessed tonight? Yes. There's such joy in the house. There's such joy such joy, the river makes you glad. I appreciate all of you that have come Saturday night, because North Americans, we don't like to stay up on Saturday night. Saturday, sometimes when it is ablaze, I find people struggle to come because Saturday night you're so used to watching some Netflix and go to sleep. But it is breaking because God is raising a remnant in Montreal. That loves going to the presence of God every night. Every night. If that is you, let me hear an amen. So maybe we should meet Monday night too. (laughs) I was checking to see your heart. I was checking to see whether you'll shout Amen or not. Uh, Now I need to rest for at least a week, okay? Hallelujah. If you've been blessed, take time to pray for me. Because the more I am spent for you, the more the enemy will come against me. So you need to take time to pray for your prophet. Take time to intercede. Yeah. Somebody asked me, Pastor, we want to give you an offering. I'm telling you, I didn't do this for that. When we have guests come, I, I see you honor them, but you can honor me in this way. I want you to partner with revived nations. What you give to Emmanuel Church is what is used to sustain Emmanuel Church. What you give to Revive Nations is what we will exclusively use for our conferences and travels and ministry across the nations. So, don't reduce anything that you give to Emmanuel. But above and beyond, if you desire to give, I want you to just say, okay, this amount, I want to support Revived Nations every month. Put an amount aside. And those, that is the amount. That won't go to me, just for you to know. It is going to be used for the ministry of Revived Nations. We'll be using it for different nations and to do different things for the Lord. So that way, I will be honored to receive from you. But thank you. For those who asked, I appreciate your desire and I receive it and may the Lord bless you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for tonight. Let things be done tonight because prophetically you made me see this word and I know that your children need to meditate on this word until it becomes much clearer in their spirit. Because I know that this word has so much instructions inside it that they need to go back home and restudy it. Even tomorrow they need to restudy it until it becomes clear, until the picture becomes clear. And Holy Spirit, in the next 12 hours, let them prepare themselves. Prepare themselves that they might change their company and join a new company And Lord, as they make up their mind to do those things, tomorrow, let there be an anointing that they did not expect come upon them. Agree with me and shout aloud, "Amen." amen. Lord, as they make up their mind to do what is right, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will anoint sons and daughters from this house that will be shaking nations in the days to come. Lord Jesus. You anointed me to raise sons and daughters. Now. Now to those children that you've given me. You have given an instruction tonight. Give them the grace to follow that instructions. Amen. And as they do that. Holy Spirit I'm asking you. That you will release a new level of anointing. That Montreal has not seen. Yes, yes, yes. Prophets and prophetess, let them rise up from this house. And let them rise up from anybody following these instructions online. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, I am so humbled and excited with this word. Help me also look into it and receive it for myself and my house and my children. We are so blessed. We are
3: so grateful.